My wrists feel heavy, as if they are being held on to by invisible shackles, shackles no one else can see, sense, no understand. Truth be told, I don't understand them either, but they're there. I feel them. I feel them dragging me down, holding me down. Even on beautiful sunny days, I feel them. Heavy. I'm not sure which wrist feels what exactly, but I know one feels heavy with sadness and the other. Well, the other one baffles me even more, for it feels heavy with emptiness. If I can be honest with you, I just want to take a blade, put it to my wrist, and cut, cut those invisible shackles away, and maybe then I won't feel so low. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Luis, a.k.a. Truth.com, a.k.a. Listen to My Shit. So, last year, when I started the podcast, one of the things that I was dealing with at the moment was depression. And depression is something that I've dealt with on and off through most of my, most of my adult life. So when I recorded that first episode of depression, I said, hey, I'm going to record another one. Actually, I was thinking I was going to record it sooner than later, but life gets in the way. And to be honest with you, for most of the year, I was not dealing with depression. I was doing really well. So the idea of recording a podcast about depression didn't really didn't make sense to me at the time because I wasn't dealing with it. Now, fast forward to about November and I start dealing with depression like a motherfucker. Like I'm dealing with it almost on a daily and i try not to call it depression i i call it a funk because that's what it feels like i haven't had any suicidal thoughts i haven't gotten to the point where i don't want to get out of bed where i can't interact with people it, it feels like a funk but i but i know it's depression and i keep telling myself i'm gonna record this episode this depression episode that I, i've been meaning to record for a year now and i went back to listen to episode two about depression and i realized that even though the audio quality is not the best it says everything that I want to say right now, and you can feel the rawness and emotion in my voice. So I'm going to let you guys listen to that again because I feel like that needs to be listened to again. I hope you guys take something from this episode. If it's not for yourself dealing with depression, maybe somebody around you is and you can be there for them or kind of understand what they're going through. So here it is. Episode two, depression. Let's get a couple things out of the way. One. I am by no means a professional, so take everything that I say with a grain of salt. Two, I will be talking about my experience with depression and suicide, or more importantly, suicidal thoughts. So please, 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 please don't take anything personally if it doesn't coincide with how you're dealing with depression or any suicidal thoughts. Again, this is just my truth. So this is a hard subject for me to talk about, but not because I can't be open about it. At this point, I want to be, but because I just don't understand it. I think the more you listen to this episode, you're going to realize how much I don't understand depression. And I think a lot of us don't. And a clear example of that was when I was talking to a friend about this episode, I was telling them, you know, I'm going to make this next episode about depression and suicidal thoughts and all that good stuff. And the more I kept telling them, <laughs> not, not good stuff, you know what I mean? Um, the more that I was telling them about it, you know, the more they were just sitting there looking at me dumbfounded, like they completely didn't understand what I was saying. And I went as far as to ask them, have you never been depressed? No, that was their answer. Just no. It's like, damn. You never wanted to, you know, kill yourself again, a resounding no. Um, they went as far as to say, you know, I have a lot to live for. Like, why would I want to kill myself? Or life's not that bad. And I totally get it. I'm a little envious of that, to be honest with you, because I agree. But when you're dealing with depression, none of that matters. It's 
it's like all the good in your life doesn't exist. It doesn't even matter. Depression just comes in and goes, yeah, fuck all that. You want to kill yourself. Wait, what? I do? What? Why? Uh, I don't know. You just do. But, but why? Because I said so. And that's how I feel like with depression. You know, there'll be days where everything is going fine. Everything is great. You know, um, I'll be working. I'll be making money. I'm having a good day financially. I spoke to mamas in the morning before she went to school. Um, I had a conversation with my mom. Sister's doing all right. Nieces are doing okay. Brother's okay. You know, anything that matters to me is fine. And next thing you know, I just get this feeling of emptiness and, and, you know, I'm making money, but it's not enough money, but not in the sense of like, I need to make more, but it's just like, what's the point of making this money? I don't want to go watch a movie. I don't want to watch TV. I don't want to hear music. I don't want anything that has to do with existence. <laughs> and the crazy thing is that I don't want to do anything. And I think this is another thing that people don't understand because when you do talk to somebody, when you do open up and you tell somebody, Hey, you know, I'm dealing with depression, they'll try to help. And I appreciate the help from anybody. They'll be like, Hey, we'll go do something fun. You know, go to the movies, go <laughs> a baseball game or just do something fun. And dealing with depression, you're kind of saying they're going like, I thought about this already. It doesn't help. So I get it. I get that people try to help and I will discuss, you know, people trying to help and not understanding a little bit later. But that that's the thing with me that I just don't understand depression. So it's hard for me to talk about it on this podcast because I just genuinely do not understand it. It's been going on for long enough that I can see when a bout of depression is coming up, but I just, I can't do anything about it. And that's so frustrating and infuriating that you're just like fuck you i'm not depressed <laughs> oh shit i am all right <laughs> fuck and i don't want to how can i put this i think there's a big difference between being sad to being depressed you know it breakups you lose a job you lose a family member any of those things you know i've dealt with those things and you feel sad and you cry and you you know you miss the person or you don't know what life is gonna throw your way next and i think we've all dealt with that but that is really 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 different than depression like it is it's not even in the same you know category it's not even the same it's just not the same in any way shape or form and i think that's where a lot of people confuse it because you know when you're missing somebody you go and talk to somebody new or you you know you have a few drinks or you do something to stop thinking about the person that you're missing. Um, if you lose a job, you go and find a better job, you know, stuff like that. Usually you, you can do something to counteract whatever has you sad. In my experience, it's almost impossible to counteract being depressed. I haven't tried taking any depression medicine. I haven't talked to a psychiatrist, which might help, but I have a hard time talking to people about it. Mostly because it kind of, it's, it's frustrating, you know, because they, they try to be helpful. They try to give suggestions, but if they don't understand it, then it just, they're not giving you the right information. And, and that's another thing too. try talking to a professional. If you feel better talking to your friends, that's awesome. But I feel like that should be more just an outlet just to put it out there, but not to actually try to get help. Um, especially if your friends are going through depression, you guys are just going to kind of sit there and share notes and compare experiences and get nowhere. <laughs> Which, hey, that might help you, but that's not getting the help you need. And talking about getting the help you need, telling somebody that they should call the 1-800 number, thanks, Logic, it's not a bad thing in, in the least. But instead of posting the phone number, instead of talking about depression, personally, I feel like you should look out for your friends. 
don't tell somebody, hey, call this number. It's you call them. Ask them how they're doing. Just show that you're there for them. Just care for them. To me, that goes a lot further than somebody telling me to call a 1-800 number and get help. And support is a really, really, really big thing. And I'll tell you why. Because, and I don't want to put anybody on blast or put anybody, you know, make anybody seem like a fucked up person because that's not how I take it. But in my family, my depression has almost became a joke. And I... I want to say that it's mostly because if, if you acknowledge it, if you don't make it a joke, then it becomes real. And a lot of people don't know how to handle depression if it, if it's real. Like if you see me sitting there on the kitchen floor with a knife to my wrist, which I might or might not have done, which I might or might not have been drunk. If you would have seen that, it becomes real. Then you, you have to live with this fear that holy shit, he's going to kill himself. And nobody wants to live with that fear knowing that somebody you love is going to kill themselves. But in my family, in so many words, it's become a joke in the sense that it's like, oh, if somebody's going to kill himself, it's going to be, it's going to be Luis. Oh yeah. I think he's going to kill himself, you know? And, um, they say it in a joking manner or, you know, they say it in passing, like I haven't actually thought about killing myself. And again, I understand it. It's easier to make a joke out of it than to make it real. But truth be told, that shit, that shit kills me inside a little, to be honest. You know, maybe I do not want to talk to my family about it, but I don't want it to be a joke. I don't want it to be seen as like, yeah, he's depressed. He's going to kill himself. Like shit. <laughs> respect it a little more. But again, I'm not putting my family down as they don't understand it. They don't understand depression. To them, they might just think I'm being overdramatic because I've thought about it, you know? Like, shit, they don't think about depression. They don't think about killing themselves. And another thing that comes to mind, too, is when you're trying to help somebody, for the love of God, please, and I beg you, don't tell them to think about other people. And what I mean by that is with me. Like I said, you guys all know mama's my reason for living. And I say that because in my darkest moments, she's who I think about. And even though it doesn't end the bout of depression, you know, she has always been the sliver of hope. But I've had people that I have opened up to or, you know, have mentioned my depression to or my suicidal thoughts. And the first thing they've said is, well, what about mama's? You don't want to hurt her, do you? Oh my fucking God, that is like the last thing on earth that I want to hear is I'm sitting here telling you that I'm genuinely thinking about killing myself or that I do not want to be in this world anymore, that I don't want to be alive. And now you're essentially guilt tripping me. At least that's how I'm taking it. Like, oh, not only, you know, are you? Am I, do I feel like I don't want to be alive, but, oh, I want to abandon my child. I don't care about her feelings. Oh, I don't care if she goes up without a dad. Oh, I just want to leave her. Who cares if she cries? No, I wasn't even thinking about that. Not that I was being selfish, but I was just kind of dealing with my own shit. Thanks for now making me feel like an even bigger piece of shit because I'm not thinking about them. Or, you know, those people will be like, think about your mom, think about your brother, your sister, you know, and you're, you, that, that is the last thing that anybody wants to hear. Don't, don't put that on me. Don't, like, I, I just can't put it into words. It's, it's, I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm lonely. I feel alone. And not only all that, now I have to sit here and be like, oh, let me worry about keeping so-and-so happy. Let me worry that I don't hurt anybody else. And again, I don't intentionally want to hurt anybody else, but that is the last thing on my mind. I just don't want to feel so empty inside. 
please, please, please don't tell people to think about so-and-so or, you know, not to commit suicide because of somebody else. Now, I get it. You're just trying to be helpful. Nobody wants anybody to commit suicide. Nobody wants anybody to live in depression. But there's other ways of going about it, you know. Um, and again, I'm not putting anybody down for this one. I totally understand that people don't understand depression. The best way that I can put it is being in a sunny day. Most people, when they're out and about on a beautiful sunny day, it's just that, a beautiful sunny day. For people with depression, it's just an annoying face full of sun. And they can't understand that because they're enjoying a beautiful sunny day. And it's like telling somebody, shade your eyes from the sun so it doesn't affect my sight. Wait, what? See how that made no sense? Because that's exactly what I mean. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. It's just a lot, you know. A lot of people that know me, this should come to as a surprise that I've been dealing with depression. To a lot of people, it won't. To some, it'll just sound like a cry for attention. And that's one of those things that gets to me the most, when you think it's a cry for attention. Because there there are cries for attention, you know? But talking about your depression, I feel it's not a cry for attention. You know, it's it's a cry for help. A cry for help. That's what it is. Not a cry for attention. It's a cry for help. And you should never disregard that. I know that in today's culture, it's become kind of popular to be depressed. Well, not necessarily popular to be depressed, but like in hip hop, a lot of artists have started talking about, you know, their mental health or depression. And a lot of people will take that and run with it because it's the new it thing. And as much as I don't like it being the new it thing, I do like that it's opening up the conversation to depression. So yeah, there will be times where people will use it for attention. But even if they do, even if you genuinely don't believe they're depressed, don't treat them like they're not. Humor them. Because you never know. They might actually be depressed. And this is the time they're looking for attention. That's why I said, you know, don't ever disregard a cry for help, cry for attention. Or if it seems like a cry for attention, it might genuinely be a cry for help. Now, I did want to discuss something that I feel conflicted about. So, like I stated, most of my my depression doesn't come from, you know, my financial situations or stuff like that. I mean, even at my brokest, when I didn't have two pennies to rub together, I wasn't depressed. I, I might have been stressing, but I wasn't depressed. But in my personal experience, I've actually dealt with people that have been in financial situations that they that that actually caused their depression or at least made it worse. Like maybe they had kids to take care of or, you know, bills were coming up. And when life becomes too much to handle, then that's when people start thinking about suicide. I don't know if you guys know this, but, you know, during the Christmas time, that's when suicide rates skyrocket. Um, a lot of people go into, you know, financial trouble because of all the spending and they don't see a way out. And this is where it gets super tricky because I've dealt with people that have needed money. And I know for a fact that if they had had the money, they wouldn't be as stressed out. If they wouldn't be as stressed out, they wouldn't be thinking of, hey, let me just end it all. And it's not necessarily just the money. It's the feeling of feeling like a failure or not being able to provide for somebody or not being able to offer, you know, let's say if you have kids, not being able to offer them what they want. Like if you can't buy them a damn Christmas gift or buy them the clothes they need, you feel like, you know, you feel like a sorry excuse for a parent. You know, you, you just feel really low. And this is where another, another of those things where it's like, shit, I, I would love to help here. Take all my money, you know, don't feel so low. Because money will fix some things, like genuinely fix some things. But it's 
I bring this up because it's hard to tell. <laughs> like, like, do I give you my money and then you're living life happy-go-lucky? But then what what happens when you don't have money again? Like, I can't keep sitting here giving you the money, all the money. Or what if that wasn't actually why you felt this way? You know, um, it's super complicated. Um, and I hate to talk about depression and money in the same, you know, podcast, but it's, it's, in my experience, it's genuinely a reason why people get depressed or why they think about suicide. I guess this is more about suicide than the depressed. You know, it's, uh, if you feel like the world is imploding, collapsing around you because you can't pay your car, no, you can't buy food, you can't, you know, pay rent or you can't buy your kids what they need or you're going hungry most nights. I guess suicide does seem like, fuck it, the best way to go. And the way I've always seen it is as much as I don't like to give my shit away, and I'm not saying this so you guys give your shit away, but I've read articles and, you know, I've seen stories of, like, a family member that passed away because they couldn't afford their heating bills, so they left the stove on all night, the flame went out, and they died of... I think it's carbon monoxide poisoning, if I'm not mistaken. Or, you know, somebody started an actual fire in a barbecue in their house to stay warm, burned up the place. Or there's been cases of, you know, a father thinking he couldn't provide for his family. So in his twisted head, and I don't want to say twisted, but, you know, his depressed mind thought it's just better if we all, like, they're all dead. And he went on a killing spree and killed himself, left a suicide note saying why he did it. You know, he just didn't want his family to struggle anymore. And then once it's all said and done, people come out the woodwork going, oh, if I knew she couldn't pay her heating bill, I would have gave her $20 for it, which sometimes that's all it takes. Or if I knew this person was going to sleep every night, I'd invite them over and feed them. You know, once it's all said and done, once the person is gone and you see that this life was lost, you a couple hundred dollars or a meal a night or something doesn't seem too much. It seems like it's something you could have given. And again, this is very taboo for me to talk about because I'm not saying here, give your money away or give your time away or whatever. But a lot of times it, that's all it takes to save somebody. And a lot of times we just have to listen. And I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to depression and suicide or suicidal thoughts. It's just listening. Pay attention to people. You know, if they might just need the help once. And it's not about giving them money. You know, it's not about just, hey, here, take the money. Maybe if possible, help. Help them get a better job. Help them teach them how to make more money. Just be there for them. Hey, your house is too cold at night during the winter. Come to my house every night. Here, I got some extra blankets. You know, figure out a way of helping people. So anyways, I kind of went into something I didn't really want to get into. I really didn't want to get into the whole financials and helping people and stuff like that. I really wanted to keep it more about myself. But I mean, even truth be told, in my in my case, there's been plenty of times where a helping hand would have been a big difference. So anyways, uh, maybe I can make another uh, episode regarding depression and suicide, suicidal thoughts uh, later on when I begin to understand it a little more, if there's anything you guys want to know. But this is essentially it. I hope that sharing my story with you guys helped in a way, either to start to understand how somebody with depression feels or what they go through, or if you're dealing with depression yourself, to know that you're not alone out there. I know a lot of men out there still don't like to admit to dealing with depression, or they don't even know that what they're feeling is depression. Keep in mind that most suicides are committed by men, so it's not weak to speak up about it. It's not weak to ask for help. I'm here to help anybody if you need help. Now, if you want to reach me, you can do it through the Instagram at Truth Be Told Podcast or through the website, truthbetoldpodcast.com. 
You can always send us an anonymous message telling us how you deal with depression or if you've dealt with depression or if you know somebody that's dealing with depression or you need help in any way, shape, or form. Please come and rescue me from drowning in the ocean of my own sorrow. And I don't know if I'll live to see another day. This tomorrow promised to me, I don't know, it's hard to say. Still, I stay facing the light so my shadows fall away. But my soul is full of holes of disbelief so the light no longer shines within me but through me. Leaving me standing here in the darkness. On the edge of life with no hardness. One foot off the ledge and not enough strength in the other to bother to regain my balance. Might as well take the leap and let my soul rest six feet beneath the earth where every breath no longer hurts. Well, there's no tears to go unseen, but I'm scared. So I'm hoping and I'm praying that you're there to hear my plead so you can please come and rescue me. And if I'm not your worthy, show me how to patch the holes upon my soul so the light no longer shines through me, but within me. And I can learn to follow you through the light. So you can teach me how to live life righteously and live right. And never again have to wonder if I'll live to see tomorrow or feel the depths of an ocean full of sorrow.